Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Detroit Dart Talk. This is episode seven, and in the studio today, we have a full house. We've got Tim Hull. My name is Tom. Sometimes I wear a beanie. My name is Connor McGaffey, owner of Detroit Dart Club. We do Nerf Wars in an industrial place in Detroit. Started my house and turned into a 17,000 square foot arena type thingy in Detroit. And we have myself, Eric Shulman, the guy, the man behind the microphone. And today, I cannot wait to introduce you to our special guest, our favorite guest, the best guest we've ever had before, the one, the only. Take it away, sir. What's up, enthusiast? I'm Jangular. This is your source for parodies, and I am not Jangular. Hello, everyone. My name is Brett. Sometimes I wear bright. Jangular, you've had a change of voice. It sounds... uh very smooth and nice. It's, not, uh, not puberty spikes. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Ooh, throwback yeah. to the last episode. Yeah, yeah. They made they made fun of me in the last episode. Oh, don't worry. I can totally top you if I need to. As if as if no one was fooled. Apparently, Jeng's yeah. quite a savage too. He's savage, but uh, everyone we, is savage towards me. Anyhow, ever told we actually have someone very special in the not in the studio today. We're live from Discord. We have Brett who also wears a beret sometimes. Only, only sometimes. See, I only can't sometimes. do it. I can't do it. I'm yeah. just not that guy. So can you give us the intro that you do so well every time? Well, no, it's is, okay. Um, you don't have oh, to. Oh, right. <laughs> Hello, Doesn't everyone. My name is Brett, and sometimes I wear a beret. Oh, it's so that's, good. That's literally all it comes down to. That's the money. It's yeah. the money. It's so good. So we have uh, recently had a, a podcast that we recorded. So in this particular episode, um, we're going to let our special guest tell us about, uh, about what he's been doing in terms of projects, Nerf events attended and all that. Um, for us, we, we have uh, a week where we're not going to be able to record. So this episode is uh, coming to you on a bit of a delay, and our gracious host volunteered to help us um, keep continuing to put out content for you guys to listen to. So, Brett, uh, I want to ask the question that I'm no- that we're normally asking each other is, what projects have you been working on lately? Um, maybe it kicks you in the right direction, too. You, you did receive an FDL last I saw. I don't know what you want to talk about, but take it away. This is to me. Yeah, yeah, to you, Brett, sorry. I I mean, I received, I purchased. Some people thought I got it for free, so mm. in case anyone did think that, no, no, no. No, no, no we're no. we're big fans um, of the whole thing, so that's why we're asking about that. Yeah, it has been, gosh, it feels like I've had it now for quite a bit of time. I guess it's been about over, no, it's been over a month. It's been over a month now. Um mm-hmm. The worst part of getting that blaster, though, was knowing that we weren't going to, I wasn't going to be able to play with it for at least a month because it came the day after our September game. And mm-hmm. the next game we had was Ragnar Oktoberfest, which was the middle of October and has now been just over a week ago. And so, really, Ragnar Oktoberfest was the first time that I actually got to field the FDL 3 in a um, kind of realistic setting i actually did get to use it a week before at a small uh library takeover event where i tuned it down all the way to zero (laughs) and i brought out the elite darts oh Oh, my let me tell you something about elite darts if you haven't played with them in a while they suck and they really do suck out of the fdl3 but (laughs) it was expected and that was the fun of it because i was just doing little pockets like the first 
throughout the library and just kind of playing with it to get a, a good feeling of the blaster. Um, but that was not really what I would consider a good play test of it initially. Sure. So, yeah, I, I played with that. I, I guess I just mentioned Ragnar Oktoberfest was a pretty big event a couple, just about a couple weeks ago now. That was a total blast. Maybe we'll probably touch on that a little bit. I suppose, but um, shout out to Blue Team on Stalking Dead for our amazing victory. No one thought we could do it, and yet we did. I uh, still died. I That's thought the fine. zombies always we win. Won. It's number one rule, right? Zombies didn't win in this. Uh, uh, there were humans uh, that lasted, partially because we also had to we, we had to get off of the school property before ten o'clock uh, <laughs> when they locked the gates, and we'd all get locked in with our cars. So. We we yeah we we would have finished off those nasty humans, but um, mm. I, weird real world stuff, I guess, stopped that from happening. Uh, and then five v five is the next day. Uh, we took uh, I was on Davis Nerf Club's team. Dank, I now have my super special jersey, and we took second in that one. Uh, I, I think we're one and one with Dauntless now, though. So we we really just are tied. I don't know. Why they were they're saying that they won the championship? We're really just one and one. We need a a third match to determine who really wins. But so anyhow, can you give us a little background that. on that? I think Jangular just got called out. Oh, oh, I mean, I, that's calling out the entire team. It was it was a good. There were some good matches we had between uh, between Dauntless. That's why it was it was so fun. Uh, which background on which one? I was going to say on this on this battle that you guys had because not everyone has uh, seen the videos or, or particularly seen the format that you're playing in. Can you kind of describe yeah. what how that went down? Yeah, the uh, the five v fives or the stocking. Dead yeah, yeah, the five. I mean, honestly, so we jumped around a little bit. I kind of I was trying to lead you a little bit to the FDL because before we started recording, you said you hadn't really worked on any projects. But um, yep, yep. yeah, so so just to kind of answer that question, the uh, the you haven't worked on a whole lot of projects lately, but our normal format we jump into the recent nerf events attended so i'm glad you jumped into that on your own because that's perfect but yeah let's can you talk about the stalking dead and the format for that so that the people who weren't there can kind of get an idea of how how it went yeah and as far as projects i'm working on some things i'm always working on here and there but nothing notable really that i have any positive things to say about i'm gonna hide all the sad stuff behind the scenes (laughs) Um, that uh, isn't like just it's a, never, a video. We talk about our failures, <laughs> so if you have any, if you have any fun failures, you're not too embarrassed about. You could tell us. Trust me, like half my mods are failures. There's a Rathbolt in pieces right next to me, but oh, what? we'll deal with that later. A Rathbolt? A Rathbolt? Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's a, that's a stringer. It should be. I it forgot be that existed. Um, that was like every Toys <laughs> R Us when they closed out, right? <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, that's true. All right. So anyhow, you said, um, yeah, stalking dead. So that was the, the rules for all these were posted on the Facebook event page. And I made sure to read through as much as I could before we started, because there were three team captains. There was, um, blue team, red team, and the yellow team. The blue team was led by me. I was a team captain, which meant that I didn't have to worry about as much stuff. I, I didn't have to worry about dying as quickly. Uh, because I was supposed to make it to the final stand. Um, so did you have unlimited the other team, lives? Is that how that worked? I had unlimited respawns as a team mm. captain. And this was... Uh, Stalking Dead was humans versus humans versus zombies. So there were the three factions of teams, and then there were a couple zombies, if not just the one Bobo 
tank zombie that started <laughs> out and slowly accumulated more and more. Um, but yeah, it started with the three teams. The red team was led by Chalo, Captain Xavier, and the yellow team was led by Luke out of darts. So obviously it was kind of, they had like, oh, their team captain status. And I just kind of was thrown into the mix. Hooray. But it was weird because uh, we're all from the Pacific Northwest and all of us became team captains. And we we're like, oh, I guess we're not on the same team. So everyone who came from our areas like Oregon and Washington, they, they went to their individual teams and we were divided. And I, every time I walked over to talk with some friends who were on the red team, they called me a traitor. And that was fantastic. It's exactly what I wanted. That's so mean. But it's okay because they, they <laughs> lost. So right. um, In the end, it doesn't matter if they lose. In the end, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, the, uh, the setup, there were three different chapters. The first chapter started, we all had our individual bases, and we start with 10 lives, each player. The captains have no lives, they just have infinite respawns. So if a, mm-hmm. if a captain got tagged by a zombie or tagged by a dart, they would just go back to the base and respawn for three minutes. Players would have 10 lives, and they would just respawn back at base, and they'd lose one of their lives with a... A key fob actually it was nicely organized that way. Uh-huh. Um, there were mods back that way to make sure it was all good. And the uh, chapters I think lasted about two hours. The, the first two lasted two hours each, and then the last stand was just the last stand. That again, that should thing, last right? until it's all done. What was that? It was it was kind of its own thing. You you regathered at that point for the last right. Stand? Yeah. So the, the final mm-hmm. stand was supposed to be everyone together. We weren't in opposing factions at that point. It was just humans versus the zombies. Right, traditional. So the the first round was designated to finding some scattered cards around, and those were supposed to give you clues for a crossword puzzle that you would fill out and uh, receive points for. The ultimate goal of the game was to acquire the most victory points out of the three teams. That's what would actually determine who won. So your entire team could get wiped out, but by the end of it, if you had the most victory points, your team would win. So these um, these cards were blue, red, and yellow. You only could recover uh, your team's respective ones, and you'd bring it back to the base, and then you could fill out the crossword puzzle, uh, crossword puzzle you had there. At the same time, there were resources around, so like cans of food and crates of water. And these were actual like little cans of food and water <laughs> that was saran wrapped together as water crates. And there were some special rules about you know how much you could bring back at one time if you had to walk with something and not fire a blaster or use a sword. Um, but like food would get you one point, water would get you five, and then during round two there was a radio that came out that was worth fifty. And that was, oh, wow. you know, obviously a, a, a big, interesting thing. There were pieces of cover you could bring back to your base to fortify. And if you got a certain number of uh, cover pieces, you could actually stop people from raiding your base. Um, there were uh, med packs that would give you extra lives. So as a team captain, um, I was kind of saying that I would be the only one wanting to give them out to our team. But I could, like, give people more lives if they were running low. And we had these med packs. There were uh, doctor kits as well. You could distribute between a couple people um, who would be doctors, and they could actually revive people instead of uh, in there was like five seconds where if you were shot by an opposing human that you'd have to go down for five seconds, and in that time if a doctor got to you, they could revive you without 
actually going back and using one of your lives in that time as well as when the zombies would be happy to come and strike. So it so sounds like uh, first round, it was just kind of, sorry, what was that? I was just going to say, it sounds like the, the rule set they had planned out was uh, pretty uh, complex. It was deeper it was, than I thought. It was yeah. also tested a little bit before, so they felt pretty confident. I mean, they were a little bit, you know, curious to see what was going to happen, but I think overall we made the most of it, and I don't want to talk about this for, you know, another hour or so, because there's <laughs> there's plenty of things that happened, plenty to talk about. But the uh, the first round, you know, there were some maybe small alliances made, and it went up and down for blue team. Like, we, we launched a strong operation to try and take out red, uh, or just like put some major pressure on red first because we were all concerned about Chelo's ability to lead a strong team. So we tried <laughs> nice. that. It's weird. It's like he advertises himself as a seasoned HVZ player and this was like his perfect role. Yeah. So they were they seemed pretty organized. So we hit them first and uh, I just said try and keep yellow at bay. So by the end of the round we started like pretty strong. We went out. Both teams ran out and tried to grab a whole bunch of resources first. But we stopped red in the beginning pretty decently. Then it started turning, um, and by the end of it, we had yellow and red side by side pushing into blue base, and that oh. was kind of rough for blue team. Not gonna lie, that was pretty, pretty bad. What was your, what was but, your base, uh, by the way? <laughs> How was your base set up? Like, is it located around a pavilion or anything like that, or some sort of so natural cover? red base? Yeah, red, red base, base was behind. These were yeah behind buildings. Uh, red base had about four exit points. Actually, they had the most ways to get out, but they were. Um, I mean, they were they were kind of lengthwise pretty scattered, so. They could, we could take a couple of them and prevent them from getting out, but they could still go back like really far away from where everything else was happening. Blue base had two, and yellow had two. Now, blue was in between yellow and red, and not like literally in between, because there was, imagine, just a square, and in the center of that square is the quad, and then just on a bottom half is blue, mm-hmm. and then to the yeah. left is red, and to the right is yellow. So blue is kind of in between. Sure. This is why I, we had pic- hard times getting out sometimes. If you've ever played like Age of Empires, you have the the base in the middle with the least fortification. I don't know. Right. Nobody's we, nodding so their head we, like um, they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. I think I do. I think. Yeah. Nah, I just fine. know what happened and it was rough sometimes. But it was good. It was it was uh what what comes from making alliances and then breaking those alliances and then reaping the consequences. Because both rounds we made alliances here and there some of them worked out better than others and uh some of them backfired <laughs> luke called me a traitor a couple of times and i said i thought you broke it first and then ultimately you know didn't really care because part of the fun of it was you know seeing how far can you push those alliances to get what you really yeah. want um the first the first round you know by the end of it we had teams right outside of our base were losing lives like crazy but they never get in Second round, we start off with an alliance with everyone because we need to build our final weapons for the last stand. The captains are going to build their final weapons. Weird, like, you know, J-Lo has this sort of minigun, um, but it wasn't, wasn't his actual one. It was with uh, um, a Prometheus. Luke has his proton packs that he's trying to build, and then I'm borrowing something from the Novacon guys. It's a nemesis with a Mr. Beer Hopper on top of it. It's, it's just, you know, <laughs> massive, massive It was really heavy. Yeah, if it Good was an actual keg on top, I bet it was. 
Yeah. So they were really, really, you know, focused on trying to build these things. And there were six items scattered throughout the field at that point, And it was dark. So like, we need this alliance first in order to do what we're going to do. And so that was, you know, everyone walking around amongst each other with some zombies that, you know, we're now paying more attention to. And, uh, at one point, like Drac was on my team and he's like, I think we could just raid yellow base right now. And I was like, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. That's, that, that sounds like, you know something what? You would let's, do. let's just go for it. <laughs> and so <laughs> it just started turning into that every now and then we'd see some people who still thought the truce was on. And then other people would walk like, Hey, we're not aligned with you anymore. We know what you did. And I'm like, yeah, but you stole one of our shields. And so it just became like this mad rush where you had, oh, people just walked through our base, basically. Yeah, take them out. Get rid of those guys. Betrayal. Whereas in the first round, it would not have happened at um, And then at that point, yes, the radio showed up, and there was red and blue around it. And ultimately, I think um, it was – I wasn't there, but I heard that they got the – uh, Chelo got the box open and then blue took it and red did not attack us. So both teams were probably ready to fire upon each other, but it was earlier on. So the truce was still going and for 50 points, ultimately that's what gave us the win. So yeah, you know, uh, it sounds awesome. judgments were made. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was happy about it. I, I learned about that and was like, Oh, defend that with your life. Yeah. So we, yeah, it was a, it was ooh. a really fun time. Everyone, you know, we didn't take it too seriously. You know, when it was getting a little bit stale, it's like, oh, just let's run out and do this. You've got enough lives. doesn't matter if you get turned. It's just the evening of, you know, the the day. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. And it wouldn't have mattered, you know, if we'd lost or won because by the end of it, I got to play as a captain, which was kind of cool. I was walking around with my FDL, sometimes just turned off with my hands behind my back, you know, surveying the masses <laughs> and uh sometimes i was engaging and like helping the team and then i was you know wielding this giant nemesis and then i was running at people with pinata on my hand as a zombie trying pinata to tag people so yeah that's great it actually sounds really fun i i feel like that has i've watched a few videos about ragnar oktoberfest and i feel like a lot of the detail of the background mm-hmm. and how it was played just hasn't been communicated yet so that was super interesting. And that's why it's so hard to capture like good footage of something yeah, how like do you that. Say that. You know you're gonna capture the down parts only. Yeah. It's it's so hard to I like, you know, just going and thinking about that, I was like, I could wear my GoPro. By the end of the night, it's probably gonna squeeze my head enough where I'll get a headache and then I'll feel like feel bad for the next day. And, you know, we were yeah, it was you you wanted to play to get what you needed to win, but at the same time it was like, ah, but it's it's just a low key, you know, HVZ game at the same time. You know, we don't need to worry about That's... all of this, like what it's going to mean for us the next day. There's no next day. It's just going to be fun. Also, a lot of people who are focused on the competitive match the next day were like, save well, you've, yourself. You've either intentionally or unintentionally led into our sort of main topic of the day that we wanted to talk about, which was mm-hmm. practicality versus fun. Um, did you plan that that right there? That last segue, because I feel like you did. Let's pretend. No, let's, let's no. go. I with have no experience it. with that either. Uh, it was perfect what because the whole the whole concept of playing HVZ like like Ragnar Oktoberfest, the first part I should say, um, which is zombie deathmatch, is kind of what we call it here. We do team versus team, and then the zombies get you know they get one life. People turn into zombies, so we play a fast version. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, the fun versus practicality, I. Uh, it's a big it's sort of a big discussion amongst us you could say 
Um, we play, you know, you have an FDL now. You're saying you just slung it behind your back and walked around. Uh, did you ever right. consider just pulling out the saxophone and just seeing what would happen <laughs> going around with that just to make people smile? Well, one, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people asked about that uh, before I even went to the event. And I'm like, well, I can't pull out the sax BZ. That's not mine to use. That's yeah. the sax man's, you know. Yes, this is true. I, got, I know my limits, um, even though there are two of them. But that, you know, it, you can't you can't cross that line sometimes. But yes, I have I've certainly considered doing that. Um, I mean, you know, end war. That is what happened. I consider end war to be the pinnacle of you know using sax sax uh, BZ in a game. So saxophonical weapons, sure. Saxophonical weapons. Yeah, yeah. So all that. Yep, yep. I, I studied um, saxophone yes, all the way in college, for, so uh, that had a a huge. Uh, I love the the sax man. That was awesome. Yeah. But at the same time, you guys were in a competitive environment. And it's sometimes hard when you're in the com- semi... It is a competitive environment. It's not even semi-competitive. You have goals, you have objectives. And I'm sure everybody came with their best blasters um, to, try and, to try and do their best. It's, I find it it's hard to just take a fun blaster or something that doesn't necessarily go as hard or shoot as hard as or as accurately as the rest of my arsenal and just play because I have the tendency that I want to not even win but I want to have fun and I don't want to think that my blaster held me back in any way well that's that's where I think yeah that's where I think we have two different mindsets there for you you're saying that the blaster and the player are at an equal balance on you know like blaster makes player player makes blaster mm-hmm. I think that it's all about your play style like for me, I can run a Rev Reaper and do just as well as if I run my Strife, <laughs> and I've done oh, just it's an I've awful done match. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I've ran that for a whole HVZ for a whole uh, Z one three one time. Yeah, I I think it's really just about like you're going into it being fully aware. I'm running a Rev Reaper, not gonna be as I guess I'm not gonna have a high rate of fires everyone else, but I'm gonna have more fun than everyone else. So you made peace with it before yeah. coming into yeah. the event, right? No, I'm fully yeah. aware. Like, and because people think the Rev Reaper is bad. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like psyching them out too. Yeah, and mm-hmm. see, I find myself falling that into the rut of <laughs> the rip chain. Yeah. I find myself falling into the rut of, you know, I, I'm an FDL owner and I spent a decent amount of money on that. I also own a Caliburn. Um, and I just, I find myself falling into the rut that I have to combat of, I spent all this money on this blaster. I need to use it as much as possible. So like I've been trying to push myself to, put the FDL down some at our park wars and whatnot and pull out some of the other projects I worked on, you know, my vector strife, my desolator, my Raven, things like that. Yeah. You see, for me, it's not so much like how much I pay for it. Cause I have a caliber and I bought it like right about when it came out and I honestly don't use it. We use it at park wars. No, I don't, I don't even use it then. Like it's not, it's a good blaster, but it's just, it's not my play style. Yeah, I could see that. I, I kind of find Connor funny in this topic because Connor owns a Prometheus and I've seen him use it once and then he handed it off to other people to use because he's just a generous person. So he like handed it off and he hasn't used it at a war since with us. Like why, why is that? <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I enjoy watching other people use blasters, I guess. I don't know. Um, you, well, when you guys see me on Z13 nights, it's usually after... 12-hour shift, and I'm pretty pretty beat. Pretty pooped. <laughs> um, but now, like, going to end war, like, I use the Nemesis, pretty basic, you know. 
rival automatic and, and what an apollo and a chronos it ended and up just being just straight up nemesis <laughs> um you had like but i enjoyed it and straight. i can see you know next end war unless something else comes out i'll probably just do the prometheus um but i will probably use it more leading up to end war whatever the next event is yeah z13 so but okay. yeah I, that's interesting because yeah the the Prometheus was hilarious. We didn't re- we didn't really like we everybody had to touch it the day you brought it out, but it's kind of just sat back here ever since. Yeah, it's kind of like something I have. It, yeah. it, it's just like a it looks like good. a trophy. It does <laughs> look thing. good. It it, yeah. it complements the uh, the lobby room pretty well. <laughs> what, what Connor's hoping we don't figure out is that he just has forgotten to charge it for two months. No, it's charged. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it's always. I like the idea of having it always charged actually. But the other blasters I have, like the um, the like Zeus's the, the and chaos and the, the nemesis, chaos, yeah. like I gotta get make sure those are all charged. They're all kind of in the the back somewhere. Let's not forget, Connor does have some modified blasters. Remember, I made you that uh, single sludge fire, however long ago. Yeah, I I honestly I think it's still sitting in one of those crates back there. If there was a sludge fire back there, I'm pretty sure it's gone. Oh, uh, it was that that graveyard. Oh, that one. I, yeah. I didn't see it there either. The, the OG graveyard. Yeah, Connor's now trying to figure out where the hell it is. <laughs> it's gone. He keeps it on his mantle above his uh, deer head, you know, or something like that. Keep the shotgun yeah, over there. <laughs> there's not a ton of organization at the Dark Club. There's, like, the main things, and then there's, like, I don't know, Tom's modded blaster <laughs> somewhere. I would say if it, it's functional, it's organized. After it's broken, it's gone. And then we get to have fun. We get to go through the graveyard. Well, some of those still work. Well, some of those still work. So don't take everything. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, no. no. no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, <laughs> I wouldn't even know if you took something that totally works or not. You have honest. literally like 50 to 100 Artemi. Yeah. Yeah, there's so Mainly if we Artemis. take anything. We're going to fix them one day. I swear, we're going to fix them. Oh, I'll fix them. Just, uh, just we can record another video like that again. Yeah, Hitting yeah. it with an axe does not, not that's not fixing, fixing it. it. Come it, was on. A, it was a pickaxe, to be fair. It's, it's still hitting it with violence. I lost the spring, too, so oh. I didn't even like gain anything. That's Except it was a lot nice. of fun. Just hate. Just hate. Too much hate in your heart. We got a lot of hate for that video. Oh, my gosh. Brett, I'm sorry. It sounded like you tried to interject a few times there. We're... You you good? Oh no worries. I okay. was saying I I don't think I've ever seen like the storage room at Detroit Dark Club like where everything actually is kept. I I know video. it's it's been in a few of my videos. You'd Not see... like the full like grasp of it because it's pretty dark in there, so it's hard to get footage. I feel like if you showed it, uh, then there would be all these like nerfers. Like, yeah, it ruins the magic. You'd have like nerf thieves like trying to like get all your valuable nerf gold, <laughs> infiltrate the Dark Club. <laughs> Especially the uh, golden yeah, spray-painted blasters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to keep your location secret. Otherwise, you know, all your, all your blasters would be stolen by very specific types of thieves. So Only I've got a question for everyone around the metaphorical table right now. I want to know everyone's, like, favorite blaster they've run that's not, like, a strife, not, like, a, not a mainstream blaster, if you will, not, not in the current Ooh, meta. Good question. Good question. Um, it includes like Caliburns. Caliburns are meta. Ooh. I, I'm just going to start because it was also my first mod, uh, and I kind of hate it now, <laughs> but I kind of liked it because it was cool. Um, the Regulator. 
Oh yeah, the regulator. Your regulator's nice. Yeah, it's nice, but it's still belt fed, and so it still chews up darts and jams because of darts not being pushed far enough into the flywheels. So, I still love that blaster. It's super satisfying to to go select fire, and then you know it shoots about 115, 120 it's not average. Bad. So, it's not terrible, but no, no, it's definitely accessible. It, like it's definitely usable in our wars. Yeah, I just I don't ever want to lend it to anybody because it's guaranteed to jam, like. It is guaranteed to mess up on someone who's not expecting it. That's my words of modding a hyperfire that I have. Yeah, I don't want it thing. to just like tear up darts and get jammed. I don't it like is, especially around here when we when we scavenge darts and they're they're they've been used a lot, so they're extra soft, or that you know I don't know the natural environment they're extra soft but for whatever reason, they are really really bad in conveyor belt blasters, so they just tend to rip the the back end of the dart up. So, I. Uh, I really like my uh, single big bad bow. That's you have fun. one, yeah, yeah. Have you not seen it? No, yeah. it's a uh, purple, right? So, it, yeah, it's one of the so purple ones, and one. it, it, it oh, it's uh, cool. I, I went the uh, janky way of of singling it, I because I didn't have CPVC, so I used three different sizes of brass <laughs> nested in each other to get it to fit in the barrel. Nice, yeah, uh, uh, but awesome. it is it is hella accurate. Like I it. We t- I took it out at the Monroe War uh, last month, to uh, and that was its inaugural run, and it was uh, so accurate. Our, one of our new members, Brett, actually went out and hunted two of them down so he could do the same thing. Did he really? I yeah. didn't hear that. Yeah. Oh so man. So he can totally. wield them now. <laughs> no, he ended up giving one to me because he didn't know what he was going to. He he went out looking for one, found two, okay. and gave one to me. Okay. Okay. But uh, that's probably my favorite. That's uh, cool. Like off the wall can it shoot can you bring it here to play a game yeah he's brought yeah, it oh yeah I, yeah I, I don't think I have brought it to Z13 I've been here I, I, I was like I've been here you, for every Z13 I've never seen it in brought play. it I saw it before what'd you bring it to I, I swear you brought party? it to something yeah you might have brought I it I saw a big party. bad bow sitting on a shelf during the mod party that was probably one of the ones Brett found oh, yeah okay. probably I'll bring it to the next Z13 yeah I don't know, my, my personal favorite would probably be my single sledge fire that's that's what I started playing at uh Detroit Dark Club with, and it's held tried and true. Even now that we, like, upgraded it again, it's a lot of fun. So your single sledge fire comes up uh, in my family occasionally. Cause really? Remember, you you came to my birthday party here. Yeah. Um, and before starting one of the matches, I told my brother-in-law, hey, watch out for him. He's really got range because that thing is singled and it's supposed to shoot three darts. He's got range and it's accurate. And later on, he's like, man, I didn't believe you, but oh my God, he yeah. got me like 10 times. Yeah. <laughs> no, now especially with that uh, new scar barrel that Eric's oh, been geez. working on. Oh, it's... Well, it, we'll it, see. Now, now I need a scope for it because it's accurate. So you want to shoot these these junky, messed up, uh, what are those, Vowberries? I don't even know. Vowberries? I don't even know. You yeah. want to shoot those things out of it. No scar barrel is going to help you when, you're, when your foam is... Hey, I, I scavenge. Yeah. I scavenge darts. Yeah. We'll see. I want to do some. I'm going to take it, do some testing with it to see how yeah. effective or not it is, or what a yeah, good you, setting. You can is. take it home with you. To this yeah, time. I'm going to play with it a bit, see yeah. what happens. Um, okay, so yeah, the single sledge fire for you, Connor. I know you run games all the time, but if you were to pick up a blaster from the field, just anything that's on your normal play field, like in 2018, just like right now to walk out there, what would you pick up that um, isn't not one of your you know battery powered blasters? Like, what would you grab? 
I either do dual wielding of the hammer shots or the Artemis, but I'll probably be doing... Actually, no. The Apollo. I'm a fan of the Apollo. You like that one? Okay. It's got range in the arenas we have. Um, I just like it. It's sniper status at Um, DDC. If we're going like old school, I would go Rampage. Mm. If that's old, if that's considered, you have old a bunch school. that are yeah. either gold or um, like uh, a blaster that gray. I don't have here anymore because it bro- broke all the time. But I personally really liked it. The Mega Magnus. Do you guys remember that? Oh, yeah. they break all the time. Yeah, the 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 screw in the front, like it uh. always split open. Um, they also jammed a lot. You'd have to like kind of be kind of used to it. Yeah, but I enjoyed those. Mm. Those were pretty accurate. I mm. felt for a Mega Blaster. Seem as, cool, if you're, yeah. we're talking about goofy fun, I like an all lightning bow round. Mm. Yeah, lightning bows Those are the fun. best. Oh, I feel like that's equivalent to like slappers only and yeah. Goldeneye. <laughs> lightning bows, so fun. There's a lot of laughing that goes on in that yeah. one. So <laughs> as far as goofiness, that's what I like. Um, but as far as like practicality, probably an Artemis. I think they're a little bit more easier to use than the Hades. the new Hades. Yeah. The Hades is just like huge. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Something and it slides like off your shoulder, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure thing. So, Brett, if you want to wrap up this segment for us. Oh, wait. Well, well, did Brett answer? Didn't Brett, did you? I honestly, no. like, yeah. I, I didn't think he did. Yeah. I mean, I'm If you not did, there, you get a redo. You never know. Yeah. yeah. If you I did, you get a redo now. Just put myself on mute and I'll answer it myself. <laughs> then we'll um, never know. Secrets forever. Well... Let's. See. I mean, obviously, I've used some loadouts in the past year, especially years before as well. Um, there's, a, there's. A, I've had a lot of fun with those. Now, I will probably say though, unfortunately, it's not going to be as original because Tom, you just said it. A sledge fire might be my choice, yes. but not a single sledge fire, just a regular sledge fire or my sledge fire, I suppose. <laughs> I started building my reputation in our area with my sludge fire in the end of 2016 and i haven't gotten to take it to a lot of games recently because well usually i have a few things i need to bring <laughs> to run and then as i get you know other new stuff i i want to play with that and then we started disappearing off um off of the internet and i was like oh okay be a little more careful with those so mm-hmm. i have about 33 sludge fire shells actually 36 now because someone gave me three at ragnar oktoberfest and he is a champion i thank him a lot for that have um, you have you tried out I, any of the 3d printed ones i actually have i have a couple of those that are singled it's just the reliability of you know when i when i reload my sledge fire those shells hit the ground yeah i am not yeah. I am not gentle with those shells. Like I eject them. Same I have the spring printed katana mags. in the sledge yeah. fire. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have the, I have the spring moved up in the, the front barrel so that, you know, when I open the sledge fire, it, I want it to shoot out and get out of the way so I can reload. I've gotten a pretty good reload system on mine as well. And what's so great is that when we were getting our, our club, um, kind of started up here in uh, the Pacific Northwest. I actually think I just saw a notification on Facebook. It's like, you've been friends with Chelo for two years now. I'm like, oh, cool. I've known Captain Xavier for two years, apparently. Um, when we were first getting all this started up, and we had like our first really cool uh, wintry war at uh, Fort Borst, which was, you know, abandoned fort, and we were inside like all these dark tunnels. I brought my sledge fire, and I went through all 30 shells in one of the rounds. 
drones and I'm just hiding in the, you know, in one of these bunkers. And as people are coming by, you just hear like a guaranteed tag because they're so close. And then you hit the, hear the shell hit the ground in this clink, 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 clink. And recalling from what other people would say, they said they'd hear that, but they'd also hear a slight game. And that's when they they couldn't get inside because that's where Brett was. And then before that as well, what really started it is because I was like, oh, I had 18 shells at at the time and I brought it to a a lightly modified game. And uh, we were were just facing off against a few other people. And I'm down to only like a handful of shells. Um, I say handful, you know, knowing that I've already gone through 15 of them. And there's two people left on the field and I have two shells in my hand. I'm like, oh, shoot. And there's two of us left, there's two of them left. I try and get a shot off, miss. Okay, great, I've got one shell left, two people. Friend gets tagged. Oh, great, it's two on one. Hide behind a tree. They both are coming up. Last Boom, double tag, game over, victory. <laughs> nice. Stories nice. were made. Sledge fire Legends secured an immortal place in my heart. The sledge fire is so much fun to use. And that's why it, it borders, why I like the sledge fire so much too, is it kind of borders on this weird line of impractical fun, but also somewhat practical because I can use the sledge fire practically. It's, it's slightly modded. I usually take out the backs of the shells so I can put darts a little bit further in, but usually you got to be careful with what kind of darts you're using for that foam. You know, the, sometimes really, really thick foam in those shells is not good for firing. And then like elite darts, sometimes those are, actually totally fine because three shot three shot like burst you want that to go everywhere so it's a it's an interesting mixture what you can put together in a a sledge fire shell like if you want it to go big poof or if you want like concentrated three shots and so i'll I'll use that at game like around a tree to cover a position or i can you know just run at people and just you know point and say boom and then just work on how fast I can reload that blaster. So it's a it's a ton of fun to use. And maybe I'm also just thinking about it because I haven't used mine in a while. I might bring it to my game this weekend mm-hmm. if the ground Nostalgia isn't like is strong, super right? slimy. Yeah. And yeah, I make sure I can get my shells back since now it's it's harder to get um, new ones. But it's it is an odd thing when I think about it, just because it is it's something that a lot of people probably wouldn't think of being as, as practical since when most people are talking about you know multi-shot nerf blasters or you know shotguns in that sense it's like well the sludge fire is great but it takes shells and that's its biggest downside i say that's the best feature that's the most fun part of it yes and that's when we get into fun versus practicality for this well we're pretty mm-hmm. pretty deep into yeah it, yeah i know yeah. i'm just saying yeah. like that just ties it back in like it's it's fun not entirely practical but i'm gonna have a hell of a lot of fun using it yeah right on See, the way that you talk about it, too, is also really passionate. So you can tell that it doesn't matter. Obviously, you did very well with it, but it, it doesn't need to be something that can do 18 darts a second to have fun. You know, this... this. Uh, I mean, if you don't win, you're not having fun, right? Mm. This is tried and true. This, this is, we're, we're nerfing in 2018, obviously. I feel if like if you don't win, you, you might as well not play, right? Pretty then, much. Then your nerf community is only winners. Yeah, we don't accept losers here. We're all Only winners. Losers. We're all winners on oh. the inside. Oh. <laughs> or losers on the inside. Oh. Yeah, that's the other guys. I just want the participation <laughs> award. Zombies always yeah, where's win. Where's my participation trophy? This is true. They're zo- they become zombies and then they always Everybody win. loses. Zombies always win. Yeah, it's very true. Mm-hmm. All right, I think this is a good point to... Uh, that was 
Unless did you guys want to add something? No, I, I'm I'm good on that. Okay, good deal. Yeah, there's a lot of like silent motions. Yeah, going on right now. Sorry, you can't see that. But uh, okay, yeah. so making faces at me. I don't appreciate that. Yeah, they're crazy faces. <laughs> Jokes on you. None of us have faces. They're so af- oh, good lord! <laughs> if you can't see our faces, <laughs> do <laughs> they exist? <laughs> <laughs> that makes it really hard to tell when I'm being sarcastic. Then too. <laughs> Yeah, which I never am. Never. That's cool. Um, Brett, do you want to shout out anybody? You don't have to, but if you feel like it, <laughs> you're. Do I want to shout anyone out? Who do I want to shout at? Um, I guess I could give a shout out to the uh, Detroit Dart Club. I don't know. Ooh. I'm just kind of feeling it. They've given me shout outs before. Yeah, they are. They, they have this cool podcast as well called Detroit Dart Talk. <laughs> Uh, they, they just started hosting like special guests. So that's kind of cool. Um, and they sent me this shirt once as well. That's also pretty cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were like motioning all this stuff in the background. Like you're going to say something. Yes. Andy cool. Droid Dart Talk is mine. No one else's. Yeah. <laughs> nice. See, that's ownership right yeah, there. Exactly. He's a winner. <laughs> I got a lawyer. They don't know about it, but <laughs> Ooh, just kidding. I, but seriously, I, I have really enjoyed watching everything that's gone on in your guys' area. It's a, it's it's kind of weird. My um my girlfriend just started in med school here in Oregon, and one of the places she was looking at was in Michigan. So there's this weird chance that I could have been like visiting every now and then, oh and my. it would have worked out perfectly. I would have made it work out perfectly. Yeah, for you, things like yeah. this, perhaps. For, yeah, we would have loved to have it. Oh, definitely. You should have you should have just seen my face and light up. It's like, oh, we get down, bread up here down now the too? road. I, I definitely want to look into, you know, being able to go to more places. Um, so as we continue, given, you know, time uh, and resources, uh, we seem to have a pretty constant gonna, base of events. At yeah, least right yeah, now. we, we yeah, at least have one once a month. We yeah. tend to have two to three uh, events a month. Who else did I want to shout out? Oh, I guess back <laughs> on the the Ragnarok stuff, I want to shout out everyone who organized that and spent months and months and months preparing whereas you know the schmucks like me just showed up and we played you know i was supposed to lead a team of people i did that to the best and worst of my abilities <laughs> and you know so was that but i didn't have to prepare for like, the people who were securing the venue getting all of the materials together working out the kinks of the game and you know you guys at organizers as well know exactly what that must be like too so a huge thank you to uh or shout out to the uh, Folks over at Nobicon, Eban, uh, Foam Blast, so Michelle, Adriana, J Mom, uh, Tarek as well. He's one of the one of the guys who works with out of darts on a lot of his mm-hmm. projects as well. Yeah. But he had a major role major role in this all together, as well as being like a huge part in refing the five v fives the next day. Everyone who participated in that, you guys are the real MVPs. And without you guys doing all your stuff, I wouldn't be able to have as much fun as I have because. Otherwise, then I'd probably have to, to help out, which I should do. But I, I like playing as much as I can, too. So you guys are pretty cool. Yeah. And you guys are pretty cool talking, too. You guys are cool. I wouldn't go that far. Mm. He's a mean okay, guy. you guys are all right. Yeah, it's fine. Just passable at best. Yeah. So you guys <laughs> want to throw anything else out there? Uh, I, I want to know, Brett, are you drinking uh, Reese's Pieces out of a low ball right now? <laughs> oh man. Um so I just it's filmed a Halloween episode Spooky. and there's 
the first minute there's there's another reference to that. So oh, that, that's probably my favorite moment in YouTube history ever. Just out of yeah. Okay. Well, just um Okay. Probably on Friday. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> wow. I have to cover the mic I... Uh so <laughs> it looks like I regret this. Yeah. I regret yeah, everything uh, about this. Oh, I so, can't tell when my audio drops in and out, that's why. Oh, okay. No, no, you're you actually haven't cut out too often. No, we had a couple of cutouts there. We had some latency yeah, going on, probably little, little probably on our end actually, because it was who knows. Yeah. So it's Connor's fault. Connor's I'd like fault. to since he owns the Detroit Dart Talk. Correct, correct. Yeah, we do have some Wi-Fi issues. I gotta figure out. But Tim gave me a thingy for it. You it's gotta fix to your like, Wi-Fi's. Right. Supposed Wi-Fi to make things thing. better. <laughs> we'll see. So I'd like to shout out uh, Jangular for helping us with the brief discussions we've had about bringing competitive play up to our Midwest mitten area. Hopefully that picks up off the ground. Who knows? I don't identify as the Midwest, but uh, I do identify as a mitten. So (laughs) I'm a mitten gander. Yeah. Mitten gander. (laughs) Hopefully we can get it working. We're going to talk about that a little bit more after this. Yeah. Um, It's, it's a slow, slow process, but Jangular has been very, 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 very supportive, more than I even would have been expected in the process of us getting something started here. So this is his, uh, this is his child, the 5v5 competitive format. Yeah, it so. is. We, we love it so much that we made wonderful Jangular memes. Mm-hmm. So oh, shout out to the I feel like Jangular every, memes. I feel They're like every good. event Jang's gone to, he's turned into a meme. Well, mm. I mean, if you spun to reload, <laughs> we, yeah. Oh, the wallpaper for my for my laptop is still a uh, Jangular screaming at end war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really was loud. I was shot. I was right there. It was, was really loud. Shot. That's right. Yeah, I mean you're in, you're in the thumbnail. I was like, it's a it's right. in your background because it's a picture of you two together. There's a big heart over it. You can't see it right now, but oh, look at how big mm-hmm. that heart is. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's there. Yeah, I like the I like this guy in the background. Yeah, it's the dude who just looks really concerned in the background. Yeah, it's like, what this this great. isn't what I signed up for. This is great radio. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we're very organized here, as you can see. Pictures. <laughs> I mean, this is a Connor line, I think. Podcast. This picture's been out for months. People have seen it. All right, you guys. Um, so we finna wrap it up real quick. Yeah, Brett, we really appreciate having you uh, coming on here and joining us. And yeah, thank you for being our first and probably last guest. Nah. Now nah, we'll be the last guys. Yes. And if you ever, yeah. and if you really did enjoy it and you want to join us again in the future, there's a, a pseudo open invitation. Like if we're yeah. actually here, not like you can't just like call us up on like a, like a Saturday night and be like, yo guys, I want a podcast. Now nah, speak for yourself. But, me, and, me and Brett are going to make some janky videos. <laughs> oh God. Uh, I mean, if you don't act on it, I will make more episodes of this podcast. <laughs> we come, we come back and like, of, we come back after our short hiatus and there are like five more Detroit dark clubs out there. <laughs> like, what happened? Or Detroit dark talks. What happened? Guys? And none of them are from people in Detroit. No, no. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Special like, agree house. Have, and just misspell mm. everything. We're illiterate up here, mm-hmm. apparently. Early April Fools. Yeah, that's good. Really, D- Detroit really drat early. Talk. Detroit drat talk. Drat. We talked about it Detroit, again. Detroit drat talk. Detroit drat talk. Drat talk. talk. All right. Yeah. Brett, we really appreciate it. Uh, glad to have you on. And to the rest of the crew here, for uh, I can say it this time, for Brett, Connor, Tim, and Tom, this is Eric. And we will see you guys on the next episode.